This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Joy Drive on Joy 94.9 FM in Melbourne, Joy on your digital radio, iHeartRadio, TuneIn.com or the Joy app. No matter where you are, you can always take Em and Warren with you. It is 21 minutes to five. Today is World Mental Health Day, and whilst the pandemic has and continues to take its toll on our mental health, World Mental Health Day is a good reminder to rekindle our efforts to protect and improve our mental health. Well, Nick McEwen-Hall is the CEO, lead coach and counsellor from The Mental Health Coach. Nick, welcome back. Thank you for having me back. Good to have you here. Now, looking after our mental health is not something we should be doing on one day of the year only. Why is it important to have days such as World Mental Health Day? It's just a really good reminder for us of exactly what you just said, that we shouldn't be just focusing on our mental health, the mental health of the people around us just on one day of the year. It's a good reminder that we should check in constantly, actually. Do you think, you know, 2022, we have had the COVID pandemic. Do you think that perhaps some of us are potentially underestimating the effect that COVID had on our mental health or has on our mental health? Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot of people are still just coping with COVID and all the, you know, myriad of impacts that it's caused. They're still in that coping space and they haven't even realised yet that they're affected. So, absolutely. Yeah. So, we're hearing, excuse me, that it's difficult to obtain appointments, say, with mental health practitioners now. Is it still the case? And if, as Em said, you know, the effect of COVID will start to unveil itself down the track, uh, could things potentially get worse in terms of access? Well, I guess they could. I guess they could. There's always that um, that issue in our system where there's probably never going to be enough support for the demand. Um, so, it could get worse. Um, having said that, like you said, there are lots of wait lists and things at the moment, mm. but for me, in my practice, it's not so much that we should let this get out, get in the way of actually seeking out that assistance. So, you have noticed from your level at your practice that it is really hard for people to obtain an appointment. Yeah, absolutely. And whenever I'm sort of teaching mental health first aid courses, we get this question all the time. It's like, yep, this is great, but we've got wait lists. So, how do we actually do with, deal with that? It's our World Mental Health Day and we're chatting with Nick McEwen-Hall from the Mental Health Coach. Nick, uh, what impact has the cost of living and other financial sort of pressures at the moment, what impact is that having on our mental health? I think that anything that's causing us more stress or worry has that potential to affect our mental health in a negative way. And this is certainly one of those things. So, we see it on the news, don't we, around mortgages, interest rates, all of this sort of stuff, but also just, you know, petrol, groceries, it's all adding extra stresses. Let's just take a step back because we just mentioned, you know, obviously there we are, we've got compiling problems, I guess, <laughs> that are really yeah. affecting our mental health. And it is hard to get an appointment to see a specialist. What would you recommend we do in that situation? Like if we are listening to this right now and we're thinking, you know what, I'm one of those people, mm. I feel really negatively affected. Would you recommend that we just call around and try and find the, the soonest appointment? Yeah, absolutely. Get yourself on a wait list. If you're on a wait list, at least you are connected and you have yeah. a, you have something to work towards, I suppose. And then whilst you're waiting, access other services and supports like the helplines, friends, family, people that you trust and that, that, that you know can support you and get, help them, get them to help you to wait and, and, and last until you get that appointment. But get an appointment. You know, that's the first step, no matter 
when you start, you have to get an appointment. So I always say to people, get one and then let's work to support you until you've got that appointment. I think the thing is, right, because you make the phone call and they go, okay, it's three months. Okay, it's four months. And you think, well, that's too long. But if you think about it, if you continue to not book it, it becomes six, 12, 18 months. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yep. What's something that, uh, you know, if we are feeling anxious and overwhelmed, what's something that you can have, you know, in your pocket, so to speak, that you can just do to, you know, if you can't get an appointment with a a psychologist or what have you, that you can just activate to sort of calm yourself Mm. down? There's so many things and- I think people probably get sick of me saying this, but everyone's a little bit different. Mm. Um, We all have our own things that we can access to help support ourselves. But if we go back to good evidence-based practice, so things like meditation, mindfulness, just looking after our general health and well-being, our physical health, you know, um, if we're lucky enough to be able to eat well and sleep well, then do those things. They're very fundamental things that we can do kind of in and of ourselves most of the time. That's a really good place to start because it's where we've got control and it's where we've got some agency over something that we can actually do to help us right now so some self-care yeah self-care whatever that looks like yeah all of love (laughs) how important for us is it to keep an eye on each other our friends and family and what should we be looking out for you know if we know we're struggling what should we be looking out for for those around us Mm. yeah it's super important A lot of the time, people who experience mental health problems um, may not see it as early as other people around them. And that might be because of the mental health issue that they're experiencing itself. It has an impact on their ability to see what's going on for them. So, the people around us become extremely important to be able to spot those signs. And when we're sort of learning this stuff, we say, if you're noticing that there's a big shift in the the way that person is from what they normally like, and it's lasting for a while, it's having a big impact on them, then have that conversation. And that impact uh, can be all sorts of different things, depending on what the person's experiencing. But I, I kind of work from my gut sometimes. So, the better you know someone, the better you know if they're not quite what they're normally like. And my, my strong advice is to jump in early. Don't wait. Just have that conversation. And, and so, you, it's okay to approach them and say, hey, look, I'm noticing something happening, like some yeah. change in behaviour. Is everything okay? Is that how you do it? Yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely okay to do that. Like with anything, it's how we do it. Mm. So, with respect and empathy and care and, you know, make sure that they they understand why you're having that conversation. But And that can be hard. It can be difficult. But- um, in my experience, most people who are on the receiving end of that conversation are very mm. grateful. What should we be suggesting if we are going to have that conversation and we say, hey, look, it does feel like you have been acting a little different, you know, not like yourself, but, you know, our, we can't say, just book an appointment. It'll be so easy, <laughs> you know. What, what would you suggest we then do is the yeah. next step. Yeah. So, one little tip that I um, often teach my, my, my clients and my students is to sort of say, instead of saying you've been doing this and you've been doing that, tell them what you've noticed. So, you might say, I've noticed that, you know, you've stopped coming out on Friday nights after work or mm-hmm. I've noticed that this has been going on. So, you're kind of making it about you, not them. Mm-hmm. And then let them know that you're concerned. Um and don't underestimate the positive impact that just having that conversation can have on that person's well-being because it can often feel like a big relief. So, I've I've come up to you, for example, Em, and said, I'm a bit worried about you. If you've been in that space, you might go, oh, great, yeah. someone gets it. So, that that even that tiny little conversation can deliver a lot of relief. And then it's about sort of saying to them, what support do you need? You know, what support can I offer you? Let's get you connected with an appointment. Let's look at some other resources and that kind of stuff. So, you kind of become 
their cheer, cheerleader, their coach a little bit. That's so true, though. I, I had a really good conversation yesterday for about an hour with a really good friend of mine, and I'd noticed that she had been a little bit withdrawn and mm-hmm. a bit stressed lately, and we had a conversation, and there was so much stuff going on that I wasn't aware of, but it was that I've noticed that yeah. you've been a bit quiet and you've been withdrawn that just led to that conversation. It was so beneficial for her. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, they don't want to burden us with their stuff, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So, they're kind of sitting there going, oh, I've got something going on, but I don't really want to load Warren up with that. So, they'll hold on to it or they'll try and, and you know, do stuff, but it may not be working. So, that proactive conversation is really important here for us to open it up and well done that you did it. Thank you. It is World Mental Health Day. Just to close, do you think that there are a few tips that we can take home with us today and just think, have I done this today? Have I done this today? Yeah, I like to think about um, looking after our mental health as a set of scales. So on one side, we've got things that are stressing us out. They're, they're kind of our risk factors. So it might be cost of living. It might be busy work. It might be whatever it might be. And then on the other side, we have protective factors. So the things that kind of balance that out. So I'm constantly asking my clients and the people I work with to look at their set of scales and kind of go, is it going one way or the other? And if it's a bit heavy on the risk factors, what are some things you could do to, to weigh up the other side of the scales to bring a bit more balance, whatever that looks like for them? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like this kind of visual idea of how do we actually look after that? So it might be just to have a bit of a look at your own scales and, and see what's going on there and see what you could do. Yeah. The other thing is too, um, you know, things that we can't control because I find that, you know, with me in particular, my anxiety goes up when I'm trying to change something mm. that is completely out of my control. And I've learned, well, to, actually, you know, can I have any impact on that anyway? Yeah. So, what's the point of you know, continuing <laughs> to focus on it? So, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's just about allowing us ourselves to feel what we're feeling. If we're feeling anxious, all right, cool. That's okay. You know, just sort of sitting with it and accepting it. But yeah. And accepting uncertainty. If you can. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big if. <laughs> it is. It uh, is. Nick, great to chat with you. Thank you. For Thanks for me. joining us. So don't forget, uh, we've got a full support page at joy.org.au forward slash support. And for more information on Nick's work at The Mental Health Coach, you can visit their website at thementalhealthcoach.com.au. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. Nick McEwen-Hall, CEO, Lead Coach and Counselor from The Mental Health Coach. Joy Drive on Joy 94.9 FM in Melbourne, Joy on your digital radio, iHeartRadio, TuneIn.com or the Joy app. No matter where you are, you can always take Em and Warren with you. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.